Poise for Exit is a show for business owners who want to achieve a successful exit based on their own terms. Your business exit will likely be the biggest financial transaction of your life, and for most, you'll have one shot at doing it right. The topics and guests we feature and the stories they share will provide valuable ideas and strategies to improve operations and grow enterprise value so you can achieve the best possible exit outcome. Now, here's your host, award-winning certified exit planning advisor, Julie Keys. Welcome everyone to Poised for Exit, the exit planning podcast show. Today, we are interviewing a woman who is the president of a family-owned business and hired on as a non-family member leader of this company. She's going to be sharing how that all happened and how things are going and her journey to this spot. After we hear from our show sponsors, Sunbelt Business Advisors and Trustpoint. Trustpoint will design and manage a 401k plan that fits your company's needs. They handle everything from the record keeping and investments to employee education and ongoing administration. And they take on the highest level of fiduciary responsibility to ensure your 401k plan is compliant. You already have plenty to keep you up at night. Your 401k plan should not be one of them. Let their experts help you with a complete plan solution, saving you time to focus on what you do best your business. Visit TrustPointInc.com for more details. You wouldn't go deep sea fishing without a guide or skydive without an instructor. So don't sell your business without a broker. Now is a great time to sell a business. Many are selling at a premium. Contact a business broker at SunbeltMinnesota.com or call Sunbelt Business Advisors at 612-455-0880 and get a free confidential business valuation so you'll know what your business might be worth. Because selling your business is the biggest financial decision you may ever make. There is a record number of buyers looking for businesses right now. It is a seller's market. You could list, sell, and get more for your business now and start the next successful chapter of your life. Call 612-455-0880 today or visit sunbeltminnesota.com. Minnesota's largest seller of companies. 612-455-0880, sunbeltminnesota.com. Hello, everyone. We are here today with Amy Kiefer, who is the president of Automotive Parts Headquarters. And we're so excited to have you on the show. Amy, welcome to Poise for Exit. Thank you so much, Julie. And thank you for having me. I'm just so excited to have you on the show. I mean, my listeners know that I try to feature women leaders as much as I can. And, you know, your position is is unique in that, you know, you're working for, I don't know, how many generations back does this company go? Uh, Definitely three. This is third generation in the seat of CEO today. Yeah, yeah. And you are the first non-family member to lead the company, right? The, the first non-family in the president role, yes. Um, yeah. The third generation also had the CEO and president role, and then they've carved that out. And um, with growth and other things going on in the organization, fantastic opportunity to come into a third generation and um, help in any way I can. Wow. Yeah, I'm trying to remember, how did we meet? We were introduced when you were you were looking for you know that perfect fit company. It was that's right. All right. Or so it it was it was uh, mid year last year, I believe, or mid to late last year. And um, yeah, lots has has happened and really good things. And certainly a lot of reflection on my end as I enter yet into another very unique and and amazing opportunity with uh, a family owned operation. 
Yeah, kudos to you. I'm excited to hear more about this. I, I, I'd like to start with just how, how did you get to this place in your career? Tell us about your journey a little bit. Yeah, well, thank you. Um, the majority of my career has really been in manufacturing um, within a variety of corporate structures, including you know private, public, ESOP, employee-owned, of course, um, and private equity. And you know, just a couple highlights. Um, probably one of the pinnacles of my career was working for Kimberly Clark. And my my takeaway that I use daily um, with that role was how do you take the insights? You know, we dealt directly with those consumers or as close as we could be to consumers to understand what are the insights, what do we need to be doing in our organization to innovate and really be that, that, you know, that connection to the consumer. And so from that, um, as I navigated my career and went into more of the manufacturing, I then took on a role with the paper industry. Um, I was moved in from Kimberly-Clark Consumer Goods into the true paper industry. And even with the specialty papers that we focused upon, you know, they that industry was going through a huge transformation. And so the organization there, which was an ESOP, um, brought me in to help them understand their markets and match a manufacturing capability or competency to adjacent and new markets. And so that evolution for me was a time to say, gosh, you know, we've got these great manufacturing competencies. How do I take that market insight and where can we take this organization? And certainly there was a lot of different efforts, a lot of, you know, throwing spaghetti at the wall because you're, you're innovating and matching a, a competency or technology. In this case, it was microencapsulation wow. to a whole new market. And, you know, it, Fast forward to today, that that portion of the business has been spun off. And if any of your your uh, you know of our audience today uh, picks up Liquid Downy, our microencapsules from that time are still produced and in Procter and Gamble's product, uh, Liquid Downy. So, you know, unique things and and unique pieces of my background, um, unique industries, unique capital structures, and um, so that you know helps me to to put perspective on all things when I come into, um, you know, the mid-tier size organizations and the family owned. Um, but I've also had a little bit of um, foray into private equity that we'll talk about today. Wow. That is quite a background. I'm sure that they're thrilled that you're on the team because that kind of knowledge and that kind of expertise, um, it's just rare. Well, I appreciate that. I, 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 I don't think it's that great, but I appreciate you saying oh, that. Wow. Really. Yeah. I'm super <laughs> impressed. I'm sure they are too. They're probably pinching themselves every single day. I, mean, I can't even believe Amy is our president, right? <laughs> oh, probably not. Probably not. <laughs> well, before the show started, well, absolutely. It, it's well-deserved. Um, we talked a little bit about uh, something that you kind of, a, a philosophy that you follow called simple and savvy principles. So let, let's talk about that because it's really impressive. I mean, I really like how you broke that down and, and how you follow that. Yeah, thank you. Um, well, first, I would say, you know, when you asked me to come onto the podcast, I, I have to say I was, uh, I felt, uh, you know, am I even worthy to be on your podcast, Julie? You know, I respect you as a professional, but, you know, also as as an expert in exits for privately held or, you know, those family organizations that are looking for that next step. What does it look like? Um, as well as you're, you know, you're an author and and I've read your book. And, and again, if the audience hasn't yet picked it up, um, it's a great, great resource. And certainly as I go into, um, you know, being value to these organizations, it's helpful. So um, make sure that uh, we all get a copy of that Poise for Exit, which is awesome. And, and has certainly guided my thinking as I'm navigating um, some of the organizations that we'll talk about today. But, um, 
back to your question around the three kind of savvy principles, um, because you offered me the opportunity to really reflect upon some recent, probably the recent decade of my, my career, um, where I'm working with a couple different companies. The first was a private equity company. I was brought in, um, as you know, their words was, a, is an industry expert to help them expedite and, and really exit from a current manufacturing organization that they had in, in Wisconsin. They were in a nine year, of an ideal seven-year hold. And the reason they brought me in was to help them move it forward and, and get it divested. And so that was a key part that I'll draw from as I'm thinking about, you know, what can I impart upon, um, you know, or add value to this conversation? And the second of which was really a true family third-generation organization, um, wherein, you know, I got to play a key role and and develop and scale that organization. There was actually four distinct companies in that particular organization. And so drawing upon that, um, it, you know, where I landed is the key principles to make success in these organizations that are looking to exit. And, and maybe exit is defined, at least in this context of our conversation, as really any transitions, any right. secession planning, yes. any types of, of change that is, is of magnitude for that organization. And so knowing that and knowing that these organizations then are hiring in someone from the outside is really where my mindset is at. And that's where I landed on three areas. The first being respect, the second being appreciation, and the third being trust. And as I was thinking about this, I thought, gosh, you know, there's a lot of business things that we do in these organizations and, and how critical is it, you know, the levers we pull, the profit that we're trying to work towards and, and the successes of the metrics and the business part. And yet my conclusion and what I'm sharing today is really the emotional side. It's the emotional side of how do you come in and earn that respect and give that respect? How do you come in and, and develop that appreciation and that trust? And, you know, I felt felt like I was a little like Ted Lessos. You know, I've got this game playing out with me. And, and the critical part is how do the players play? And I, I recognize that. But yet the other side of me is the reason that, that the success gets slowed or the reason that there's barriers is often because of that emotional side. And so, you know, I come back to what can I impart, um, you know, very humbly as I've gone through these is it comes back to that you know, is there respect at the beginning? You know, how does that transform? Is there appreciation? And um, and then, of course, trust. And deep trust allows you to impact that organization more. So happy to share a little bit on the stories and kind of how I think about at least the two um, organizations that I've had um, the blessing to work with the last, last decade here. Yeah, I definitely want to hear those stories. And I agree with you 100% when I think about those intangibles that are really the foundation of being able to make any kind of impact or any kind of progress, right? You know, we always talk about the numbers, right? And the tactics and the strategy and all of that is super important. But at the end of the day, if the respect isn't there, if the trust isn't there, it's really tough to move forward. In fact, really quick, just when I think about the exit planning process, when trust is not present, especially among advisors, like if they haven't worked together before, it always takes longer. And if it takes longer, it costs more, not just more money, but more time and time kills all deals. And so that's why that, that collaboration effect where you work with people that you respect, that you know, that you trust, that you appreciate, just like you said, the economics of that, right. Is really measurable. Yeah. 
you know? Yes. Yes. Agree. Immeasurable in time, but also measurable in, in results, Julie. Yes. And I couldn't yes. agree. I couldn't agree more. And, and you're looking at it from the advisor side, which is probably even one step away from developing that trust. Whereas, you know, an, an operating partner or someone who comes in like myself from the outside, we also have to work at that, that those three elements. And so I'll contrast a little bit kind of my experience within the private equity where I came in to help them um, with with my my wonderful opportunity that I had, um, you know, sharing the growth and and all things of the the organization, um, Stein Industries that I work with. And, you know, I just want to say the emotional side, while certainly comes from those privately held organizations and 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 these the respect that those of us that come in that are um, appreciated enough, so to speak, to come in and help them run their organization and really be that outsider coming in. I want to make sure that people understand that that emotion can be both sided. You know, I fell in love with my last company that I was working for because I loved my role. My role was so impactful in so many things of what I've worked my my career to do. And, and our successes were part of that. But there were still some barriers and still some things today that I know as I enter this wonderful opportunity with Automotive Parts Headquarters, APH up in St. Cloud, that I'm going to apply and continue to work, you know, and better myself and develop myself and, and my savvy in how to work within these organizations. So let's start with respect. Respect, you know, you show up at the table and you're negotiating and you're talking about how do we come, how do we bring someone outside into our precious organization or how do we bring this professional in to help us divest something faster? And I think respect is 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 kind of there no matter what. You respect people for what they've done, what they bring to the table. And so for both instances, there were more similarities than differences when I contrast my experience working for a private equity organization, um, as well as for the private organization. It's when I get into that appreciation that I found, you know, there's a stickiness. Um, and, and maybe that's where kind of the, the challenges can occur. And, and certainly some of the barriers or slowness, if you will, to getting to that end state that I think um, both parties want to get to. So for private equity, the appreciation came that, you know, I was coming in they deemed me as an expert in the industry. I was able to take a look at, you know, the entire organization, look at what the market was doing, do the market really well, and was able to set up our strategy for divestiture. The metrics were there, the milestones were there, and we were marching forward. So the appreciation came very quickly on both sides to say, hey, this is our this is our plan and we're going to execute it. And of course, if you have, like we said earlier, the right operating partner, that right person coming in from the outside and you know their business savvy is good and you're seeing those needles moving, it's a win-win. That appreciation is right there. In private and in, in some of these family-owned organizations, my hypothesis now is, you know, it's just a little different. You've come to the table appreciating all the good that has been done in that company, the the loyalty, the probably sacrifices, the knowledge that they have. And you come in with your own ideas because you've got your own background and that meshing of the two, that, you know, that communication, that alignment, that joint thinking and appreciation for both parties is where I think the success can come stronger, faster, and, and even savvier. And it's where maybe those steps in the road where you know, the way we've always done it is the way that makes sense because it's comfortable. Um, and the, and the way you're thinking, gosh, do you, do you, do you know, do you know, and, and both sides are right. There's, there's tangible pieces to both. And there has to be not only the respect that you start with, but then the appreciation 
and discussions. And, and you know, I should have said earlier, the, the respect and the appreciation and the trust kind of principles or elements that I'm, I'm calling out really have to be wrapped with communication. Um, because if there's not that ongoing communication, there's not the alignment. And we know that without that, you're, you're, you're less confident as the outsider and doing what you're trying to do. Yet, you know, because your business savvy holds you to a certain standard that you're going to help this organization, but pace um, the cadence of with which you're, you're implementing um, and just that alignment and that respect for the, the past is also the big part that I think is is my learning that I'm packing into the appreciation part of, of the principles. And then with all of that, I think the trust falls, falls out of that or follows that. And I think, you know, on the fundamental level of trust, some of us are, are more trusting individuals than others. You know, for instance, you know, I use myself as an example that I trust first and 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 then retract later. I don't know that that's good or bad, but that's just me. Others might be on the other. <laughs> others might be on the other end of the spectrum where you know they're slower to trust, and and once that trust is earned, I don't think either is right or wrong. But I think going into a relationship without a deeper trust, especially if that outsider coming in, and the you know certainly the legend of that organization that is in the family side of it, that that becomes such a critical piece of of proceeding forward in an effective way and with that deep trust i think you move mountains i think you you yeah. can do it much more effectively and getting there is not easy right we all have our unique dispositions around trust and about giving trust and especially that deep trust um it's it's not unlike i use an analogy often of you know our children, if you have children and how much, you know, it's hard to, to drop them off at daycare, it's no different, right? And, and so that trust it, when established, whether it be for a, a more formalized private equity or more formalized public company, certainly for the private, it's even uber, uber important. And so, you know, just to kind of conc conclude three principles, um, respect st starts at the beginning and, and needs to be continued, continually managed as well as grown. The appreciation is where it gets a little sticky. And I think that's where a lot of um, nuances to the relationship, especially in the private and family owned organizations comes in. Um, and then the trust, you know, the trust is built over time and, and, and into the future to help that organization grow. But without the communication and that, you know, overarching alignment, I think um, you can be slowed, right? It's it's usually successful, and certainly there's big big pieces to success, no matter what. But it's those unique things that, as you um, you know, allowed me to reflect to prepare for the podcast, um, that came clear to me. And certainly, as I go forward in yet a new venture that uh, I'm now marking, I think uh, six months here. Um, you know, I, I'm working on how does how do we make how do I personally bring bring that element, um, these three principles to the table and make sure I'm working on, you know, that appreciation and that cadence and all the things that go in it, but also, you know, earning that trust and, and helping to, to broadly impact that organization. Yeah, well, I think everything that you've said um, just basically boils down to an alignment of core values, right? So when you think sure. about respect, you think about appreciation, you think about trust, and, and the reason why you've been successful with you know, the private equity uh, transition that you were involved in, um, the family business you're in now and the other organizations you've been involved in is because I think that you actually had a match. And so that, you, you, you know, you laid your groundwork 
um, because you allowed yourself to be vulnerable, because, you know, you, you did your best to eliminate the background noise that comes from trepidation, that comes from, you know, I'm not quite sure if I can believe what's coming out of your mouth. Well, you were able to somehow eliminate that sooner than probably what most people were because you lived and behaved what you say is, is important to you. Right. And so when I think about core values, just really quick, we say that this is what we value, but it's also what we aspire to be better at, right? Because we can never be perfect and we can always be better at being respectful and trusting and appreciative. So I think you're like, you hit the nail on the head. You're doing everything that you said that you, you know, value and you're continually working on that. And I mean, that's really all we could ever ask for in a leader, because I think that's what leadership really means more than the tangible. I mean, the tangible is important, too, but it doesn't matter if the intangible is not there. Yeah, no, I agree, Julie. And I think it's the followers, right? Yeah, yeah. And, it, it, you know, it's definitely a two way and it's a two way appreciation more than anything, because if you don't appreciate and, and, and acknowledge um, none of the other values even come, come, come into enter. And, and, and I think that's, that's hugely important. And, you know, it's, it's, it's a, a luxury and a blessing to be able to work with these companies. There's no question what they have built. Um, it's really how, how can you help and how can you build that momentum um, really, really effectively and, and align to that. So with regard to these companies that you've talked a little bit about, is there a specific story that stands out that you think our listeners would appreciate hearing about? I think sometimes, um, sure. I, I think most recently I can, I can be very, very transparent, maybe a little vulnerable on um, my most recent role that I, I spoke of so highly. Sometimes the, the intended exit of the individuals who own the company may not come to fruition because they, they may be make a pivot. And in my case, with, with my last organization, as I mentioned, it was a, a very unique and, and wonderful opportunity, probably one of the best roles that for me personally fit. But sometimes there's, there's goodness in what we're making and what we're doing that allows that owner to say, maybe, maybe I don't want to leave. Maybe I don't want to exit. Maybe I don't want to make that trans transition. And as I mentioned before, you know, you can be emotionally attached from from an outsider as well. And so, you know, when that happens, you have some tough discussions and some tough decisions to say, well, how does, how does the future now look? It's a little different than what we agreed upon, what we, what we, you know, at the beginning thought it would be. And, you know, you, you do that pivot as best as you can. And again, that's why I say, you know, those of us that come in from the outside also care and, and really fall in love with these organizations because we are doing that sweat equity, so to speak, and, and working at the very fundamentals of the business as well as the strategic visionary side. And so for me in that experience, you know, it all ended fine. It all ended great. And, and we still keep in touch and, and things are, 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 are good. Um, but it's that, that change that can happen in that emotional side of it that I think for me, really allowed me to reflect and say, gosh, you know, sometimes the best laid plans and, you know, what do you do with that? And how do you pivot? And how do you pick up, you know, for me and and move on, which, you know, I'm not going to lie. It was, it was, it was almost like a, a process. Sure. <laughs> and so, you know, from the owner, rightly so that they, they've got their, their decisions and, and, you know, that's, it's all good, but that's where I think, you know, the storyline comes back to how do you help other people to, to when they navigate a similar situation, go in with eyes wide open and make sure that those key factors can help them 
to know and, and to plan and to be that better partner, especially if you're the one coming in from the outside, because it's really rich work. It's really amazing things, but you just, just got to know that, that it may or may not be that exit or that transition or that, and it may be it. it it's just, it's a nuance with, I think these mid-tier organizations and, and with their growth and their trajectory. And so, you know, that's probably a very vulnerable story that I would share, but all with goodness and all with, you know, looking back at more of the rigor and discipline that was applied in private equity and those milestones, and then a little bit more of the dynamic nature um, and somewhat emotional and the fragility of some of the privately held organizations that are seeking, you know, as you call it, the exit, but in a much broader term. For sure. Yeah. There's always moving parts, especially when it's a family business. Um, And sometimes when it comes to the outcome, there tends to be a pivot because, you know, they go down a path and they go, well, this isn't really where we thought we were headed and it's not, it's not relevant for us anymore. And and we need to make a change and nothing wrong with that. Right. But yeah, when you're in the middle of that, sometimes it can be kind of challenging. I would really like to hear a little bit more too about the company that you're working for right now. And I also want to hear about some advice that you have for us, but we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to have Amy share some more. Hey there, Poised for Exit listeners. If you've been joining us for a while, it's clear that you've found value in our content. Your clients will too. That's why you should consider becoming a sponsor of Poised for Exit. Becoming a Poised for Exit sponsor is a high-value opportunity that gains you consistent exposure to your ideal audience of other owners and advisors. Our show audience spans the entire country and has grown significantly in the three years since we've produced the show. Amazing. The reason for that is the quality of the guests, sharing their experiences and expertise for the benefit of the many owners and advisors who download this show every week. The cost-benefit analysis analysis on this will blow you away. It's a no-brainer. This opportunity won't last. To learn more, call or text me, Julie Keys, at 763-350-5563. I can't wait to have you join us. All right, we are back with Amy Kiefer, president of APH in St. Cloud, Minnesota, and we are going to talk about what's on the horizon for this company that you are the new leader of. Thank you. APH, I think it uh, was it certainly I found when I got the call to, uh, to, 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 to speak with them. Um, I think it's one of the best kept secrets um, north of the Twin Cities in St. Cloud. And um, APH stands for Automotive Parts Headquarters. And we are a distributor to the automotive aftermarket. Um, the company has um, been around for 100 years. Uh, we are in the third generation. Corey Bartlett is our CEO. Um, and John Bartlett is still involved um, peripherally. Wonderful, wonderful organization. Culture is is incredibly community facing and with all the great values. And most recently, you know, it's been in a very acquisitive mode. The the market and the industry that we serve is underway with you know a lot of change and fragmentation. And so, um, our strategy has been to to really start rolling up and to integrate um, a lot of the pieces to our distribution puzzle. Um, primarily, we're in the Midwestern states, and the growth has been really great. And they needed additional help and additional help um, at the at the highest levels of the organization. So um, certainly honored to be able to be a part of this organization and to come in and hopefully apply uh, my background and, and add some value with the three principles that we just talked about. <laughs> For sure. Absolutely. Super exciting. I want to make sure that I 
stay in touch with you so I can see how this all goes and have you back on the show in the future. That would be great. So share with our listeners. I know you got some good tidbits of advice here as we wrap up. Yeah, I mean, really simply, I think, you know, entering into any organizations, especially for those of us who are coming in from the outside as kind of that operating partner or that confidant, look at it two ways from a standpoint of, of both the shoes of, of that new organization as well as your shoes and and work hard with with your partner that's been in the business to, to make those really, really sound and to build that relationship. Um, and the second thing is much more philosophical. You know, I'm, I'm learning and teaching myself to, to literally every day just try to just be, um, to be still and to really take a reflection on what's going on around us. I think there's so much with the economic situation and so much with our global world right now right. that all of us needs to look internally. And so, you know, my my more philosophical or broader message is just take that time to just ponder and just be and reflect. And, uh, you know, I tell that to myself every day. I'm not overly good at it yet, but, you know, that would be my other second part to, to impart. That is so good. I, I have to tell you, I struggle with that a little bit myself. I think that another way of putting that would be uh, to be a human being uh, instead of always being a human doing. <laughs> Agree. You know? And and so I think it's great. You do have to step back. You have to listen. You have to follow what your gut says sometimes and not just your head and try to bring the two together, right? So this has been fantastic. I so appreciate you being on the show and we are going to tag you in, uh, on LinkedIn and, and in the show notes so that people can get a hold of you if they have more questions or they want to know more about APH. And for our listeners, we appreciate your reviews your subscriptions and for following us and sharing this episode. And we need you to join us again next time. So please do.